God wants you to know him. He knows you. And he wants you to know him. But most of all, he wants you to love him. He, he wants a relationship. This is the difference between what we talk about in, in there being religion and relationship. Religion, it, it, it's within itself, I mean, it's a, it can be a good thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uh, a set of obligatory um, things that we do for the sake of what we know is religion. I'm talking about relationship with God. Religion actually would sometimes say that you can't have that relationship, that he's God, that he's unknowable, and that, that you, you know, who are you to have a relationship with him when Jesus paid the price to remove the barrier of sin and shame so that we could have a relationship with God and come into his presence at any time. God wants us to have a loving relationship with him. But if a loving relationship with God is not intact, then obeying God is going to be pretty tough. It's going to be incredibly difficult. I want to say that again. If a loving relationship with God is not intact, then obeying him is going to be very difficult. Because why would, I, why would I obey somebody? Why would we obey somebody that we don't love, that we don't trust, that we don't know? Do you guys know Taylor Sheridan? Do you know of Taylor Sheridan? Awesome, awesome writer, actor, director, producer, Yellowstone, Sicario, Wind River, 1883, 1923. Okay, Taylor Sheridan, awesome. Love the, love the dude's work. Even if throwing out his name, most of you guys are like, no, I don't know him. I like that you guys are like, yep, yep, yep. Looking around, he didn't quite do this to the rest of y'all, but he, he felt it. And then when I'm like, oh, do you know of him? Still nothing. And then I, I, maybe I mentioned some of his works, and some of you are like, oh, okay, I know some of his works. A lot of times that's how we treat the Lord. I, I know some of his works. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If Taylor Sheridan were to call me right now, I might think that guy sounds like Taylor Sheridan, but I wouldn't be like, Taylor, what's up, man? Sicario 3, when's it coming out? To know the Lord, to truly know the Lord, there has to be love as a component of it. Because when we believe that, that the word of God is true, when we believe that every word in this book, when it talks about the price that Jesus paid, the, obe the obedient work of Jesus to the Father to come to this earth so that we could be in relationship with him, when we believe God's word, and then we grow in trust, 
Okay, Lord, I believe this is true. I'm gonna, so I'm going to step out in faith, and it says do this, so I'm going to do it. Lord, it says to make a joyful your, you know, a joyful sound to you. So, yay, Lord, okay, that wasn't too bad. Okay, I can be louder next time. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating Jesus and worshiping him because the word of God tells me to do so, that it's an expression of love. Friends, if you have an obedience problem, you have a love problem. Because those who we love, we have no problem following. Those who we love and we trust, we go, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll follow. I'll walk according to that. Obedience is the outward expression of my love for God. When I met Kara, I was uh, 26 when we, uh, when we met. I was 27 by the time we got married. Um, when I met her, like within the first couple months, I knew she was the one. She knew I was the one. We just knew. And, and I just, I just, we just fell in love. But I told her early on, I love God more than you. And if I ever don't love God um, more than you, you need to run for the hills because I've heard what you're asking God for in a husband and what you've expressed to me as someone who loves him so deeply that Christ is at the center of their life. And if I ever stop loving God and to the extent where I love you more and care about your opinion more and care about what you want more, Run for the hills. And I'm going to do the same. I also was very bold and I laid out, I'm like, and just for the record, here's what we will and will not be doing, like physically. I laid it out there. I'm like, needless to say, we're not going to have sex before marriage. Needless to say. But there will be no touching you know, upstairs, downstairs, there will be no kissing of the neck, there will be no kissing of the ears, there will be no lying down together, even if it's just to watch a movie. And I laid it out there. I said, because I love God more than you. And I believe that those things, we see in his word that we're not to do those things until marriage. And so I laid it out there, and this is probably like in the first month of our courtship. And said, if I can't stick to this and I'm too weak, and, and, I, and you got to figure, I've always been audacious, you know, but I'm like, if I, if I can't do this, run for the hills. And if you can't do this, I'm running for the hills. Why? Because ob- obedience is an indication of love and trust. Knock, knock. I don't have a joke or anything, but you guys are way too serious. Okay, you guys are just, yeah. Listen to John 14, 21. This is Jesus talking. He says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and will what? And will reveal myself to each of them. When you believe and obey Jesus, you show that you love him and trust him. It says in the Father who, who loves the Son that he loves those who love the Son as well. What's this series about that we're on? This series about hearing from God. 
And so week after week, we talk about removing the obstacles that keep us from hearing God's voice, from hearing his direction, from knowing him. And obedience is, is one of these key things. And love with God is key. And here, here's the big thing, guys. You've got to let yourself go there. You've got to let your, yourself go to this place where you say, I love the Lord. I love him. I have a relationship with him, and it's not based on what he does for me, although he does some pretty awesome things because he's super generous and mighty. But I love him not for what he, he does for me. I love him because we're, we have a relationship, and he's good, and I know him, and I just can't help it. For those who love him, Jesus said he would love them and he would show himself to them. When I get a, a phone call from someone that I know, I recognize the voice. We, no introduction needed, no, no preamble needed. Oh, it's my girl. Hey, my girl. Depending on which girl, you know. When God calls, friends, when there's love in place, it's just easier to recognize his voice. Lord, I, yes, Lord. Lord, I'm listening. And when I talk about the voice of God, I, I want to say this you know, again. I've never heard the Lord with these. I think there are some people who have. that They've heard him audibly. I've never heard the Lord audibly. But when I hear the Lord, I hear him in the, in the, the center of who I am, and I know it's not me. And thankfully, I, I spend you know, a, a good amount of time in the word. And so um, when the word of God, when the Holy Spirit reminds me of everything that Jesus said and did, which is one of the things Jesus promised, oh, you're going to love the Holy Spirit. He's going to remind you of everything I've done, everything I've said. He's going to remind us of scripture. So all of a sudden when scripture comes to mind, I'm like, oh, that's you, Lord. Definitely ain't Satan. And I know how to recognize his voice these days too. Obedience is the outward expression of your love of God. And the reward for obedience and love is that he will show himself to you. Jesus set an example for all of us when he said this in John 14, 30, and 31. He said, I, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. This is what Jesus said to his disciples as they were heading to the Garden of Gethsemane and he was to be betrayed and arrested and then crucified. These were his words. Jesus was obedient to every command of the Father. And he demonstrated his love for the Father by obedience. How can you demonstrate your love for God? A love relationship requires that you demonstrate it with obedience. It's not just the following of the letter of the law. It's not just this obligatory thing. Lord, I'm going to obey because I'm a good Christian boy and, and I'm going to obey. Lord, I'm going to obey because I'm self-disciplined 
and I'm going to obey because your word says this. We're to do it based on the spirit of the law, on the spirit of the instructions. We're to obey based on affection and love. Even as a flawed father, I don't give good things to my kids out of any sort of obligation to be a good dad. I give good things to my kids because I love them and I love to be generous with them and I love to give and I love to see them happy and and I love to hear that. Oh, Dad, thank you. That's awesome. You don't have to do that. I know, but I, I want to, yeah, I just want to. How much more so does our God in, in heaven give us good gifts and give us the Holy Spirit when we ask? It's out of relationship. It's out of affection. But a love relationship requires that we demonstrate our love by obedience. Again, if you have an obedience problem, you have a love problem. You guys having a love problem, that's a problem. It's, it's, it's a problem. That this relationship we're supposed to have with God, it's meant to be fulfilling to the point where Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life to the fullest. Life overwhelmingly Awesome full of love and peace and security and comfort and joy. If we have an obedience problem, we have a a love problem, and we're not going to experience that life to the fullest. If you have an obedience problem, you've got a double problem too. I'm just letting you know. You do. You do, because the enemy sees that. Knock, knock. I want to read that passage again from John 14, 30, and 31. Jesus, again, had, they're taking, he's taking the disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't have much time to talk to you because the ruler, the devil, the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so the world will know that I love the Father. Come on, let's get going. The world knows that we are Christians when they see us obey the commands of the Father. The devil knows that we have a relationship with God when he sees us obey out of love, not obligation, when he sees us obey the Father in love and walking with him. Even in this, Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, we don't got much time together, the devil's coming, but it's not a big deal. In a minute he's going to think he's won, he hasn't won, but he has no power over me because I am fully obedient to my Father. That's what Jesus said. Satan has no power over me because I've been fully obedient to all the commands of my Father. Friends, do you want to walk where the the enemy has no power over you? Then walk obedient to the Word of God. Walk obedient to the person of God, the persons. And it comes through relationship. Are you guys with me? I'm doing exactly what the Father destined for me to accomplish so that the world will discover how much I love my Father. What a remarkable thing to say by a man who knows that he's walking his last steps as a a free human. 
fully obedient so the world, they're going to know how much I love my God. What, what, are, what are we willing to sacrifice so the world will know that, that I love my God? Young people, are you willing to walk in purity and, and, and not have sex before marriage so that, you, so that the world can know that you love your God, that you're giving up something that God created this pretty awesome Spoken as a married man, love it. Love marital loving. It's wonderful. But it's meant for it's meant for marriage. Why? Because I'm meant to give myself fully and we're supposed to come together as one flesh. And that's not meant to be given to anyone else except for my bride. And and this is also a model of what we have with our God. We are the bride of Christ and we're not to have a bunch of other little gods that we give parts of ourselves to. We're supposed to give ourselves fully to him as us, the bride of Christ. Are you with me? Do you want to make sure that the enemy has no power over you? Then don't give him anything to use against you. That's what Jesus says. He's got no power. He's got nothing on me. He's got nothing on me. He can't use anything against me. I've given him nothing to use against me. What a stud. Gosh. Love Jesus. He's so awesome. Obey God. Love God. But don't focus on yourself and your love. Focus on his love. His love is what empowers you to love. Okay? Because... Our love, as, as nice as it may be, it's limited. We, we hit our walls pretty quick. We hit our walls pretty quick. Bill and I were hanging out recently, and he saw an example of me hitting my walls of love pretty quick when someone was antagonizing. And I'm like, sorry, brother. He's like, hey, I love you. I, know, I, I get it. I'm kind of surprised, but you know, hey, I get it. I'm flawed. We're flawed. We, the, the confines of our love, we, we hit our walls pretty quick. So when we're talking about obeying God, it's his love that empowers us to obey. When we talk about loving God, it's his love that empowers us to love. And we can't experience that from a distance. From just being a, aware of who he is. I'm familiar with some of your works. To experience his love, we have to draw near. Jesus says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Okay, where are you then? I'm right here, okay, I'm drawing near and he's drawing near. And now we're, we're, we're close. What is God's love? God's love is sacrificial. God's love is pure. God's love is generous. God's love is giving. We see it in John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but to demonstrate the most pure love that's ever been modeled 
And Jesus modeled that love of the Father. Jesus perfectly exemplified the love of the Father. First John three sixteen. Side that was John that was John three sixteen and seventeen. First John three sixteen says, By this we know love. By this we know love. That he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. We're to love with a sacrificial love. We're to love with a generous love. We're to love with a thoughtful love. We're to love with a love that is beyond us. All right, so I'm going to throw out three helpful tidbits to help you with obedience, okay? And by the way, I'm fully aware when I throw out the word command and obey, and statute, and law. Your first response probably isn't just giddiness. Right? Especially, I mean, as Americans, we're like, freedom! Freedom! America! I'm free! Well, instead of, Jesus! I'm free! Because of Jesus! So help with obedience, point number one, God is love and his will is always best. God is love and his will is always, 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 always best. So let's say God says, hey, I've got something really cool for you, really amazing. Actually, it's going to be ridiculously amazing. I'm underplaying it a little bit. I've got an incredible blessing for you. I've got, um, I've got your spouse for you. Just, just right around the corner. I've got your spouse. This is going to be amazing. They're going to bring out things in you that you didn't even know were there. You're going to feel fully whole. Uh, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to love. There's going to be difficulties and you, you're not going to walk through them together or not going to walk through them alone. You're going to walk through them together. You're going to have a friendship that's amazing and love and passion that's amazing. And then at some point, there's going to be children and they're going to sit up on your lap and they're going to call you daddy or they're going to call you mommy. They're going to love you and they're going to embrace you. It's going to be all so amazing. It's going to be amazing. Outside of salvation, it's going to be the best thing I've given you. But don't commit adultery. That's it. Oh, great. Great. There you are with your rules, Lord. There you are with your rules. I knew there was a catch. I knew it. Right? No, he's like, no, no. Uh, adultery is going to jack it all up, man. It's going to tear down trust. And it's going to cause hurt. and It's going to cause pain. And your kids will never look at you the same way. You know, it's, it's just going to... Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. No adultery. There's oh, the catch. What, why do we look at the rules of God and being obedient to his word? Why do we look at it like that? There's the catch. There's the thing. 
Why don't we just trust him knowing that God is love and his will is always best? All right, I'm going out with my friends tonight. It's going to be awesome. Whoop, whoop. And the Lord's like, no, don't go. I need, no, stay. Stay, don't go. What? I got plans, Lord. I already bought tickets. Got the limo outside. I was like, no, stay. Lord, you are, of course, I planned something fun and you go and ruin it, Lord. Why don't we trust him? Instead of going, okay, Lord, I don't like that one bit, but I trust you and I know you love me. And so even though I, I'm not real crazy about it, I'm going I'm to trust you. Man, the Lord's done that with me with friendships. Now, that friendship, you need, you need to cut them off. Well, Lord, I'm going to lead them to Jesus. They don't know me yet. And the Lord's like, what did I say? What did I say? You couldn't trust me. Cut that friendship off. Life is not going to come from that. Trust me. God is love and his will is always best. Number two, God is all-knowing and his directions are always right. He's all-knowing. So when he says take a hard right, and even though you know better, because you've been there out before, you know you go up a couple more blocks, take a right, you know better. Let's be honest. His directions are always right. When he says take a hard right, we, we take that hard right. When he says slam on the brakes, we slam on the brakes. When he says gun it, baby, give it the gas, go. Run like the wind. Then we, we gun it. His direction. He knows everything. He's all-knowing. So if he says, hey, um, quit that job. I'm your provider. I'm your source. Quit, quit that job. I've got something else for you. Well, what, Lord? Give me the job first. That's reasonable. That's, that's logical. That's responsible. Lord, I'm trying to be responsible. I want the job first. And he's like, I, I... trust me. That, that job's exhausting you and it's tearing you apart and it's tearing your family apart. And you, you've been crying out to me, so I got something else for you. Do we trust him even when it defies logic? Even when it defies responsibility? Well, pastor, you tell me to be irresponsible? Well, yeah, sometimes. If the Lord tells you to do it. If the Lord tells you to do it. In the early 2000s, I've got little babies, and I had a marketing firm, and we barely made any money. And there was this cool building in the church ranch area of Westminster, and I felt strong. Like, what a cool building, what a cool building. I even got parked and looked in the building. It was empty. And the Lord's like, go inside and ask for free office space. So I tell my business partner, I'm like, hey, um, tomorrow I'm going to go over to that building that I've pointed out to you before. And I, I feel like the Lord said, go inside and ask for free office space. So I'm going. Um, you want to you wanna come? And I, I said it kind of sheepishly because I'm like, what if that was gas and not the Lord like telling me to go? What if I, what if I missed it? He's like, well, if you think the Lord told you to go, yeah, I'll go with you. Okay. So we go in. Oh, the door's open. We open. We don't see anybody, but we see signs of life. Computers, a couple desks, huge empty space, and literally like a couple computers. I'm like, hello. This Australian guy's like, I want to try. Uh, he's like, hello, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I thank you. I appreciate your validation and your encouragement. God bless you, Kitty. Um, 
And I said, yeah, uh, I've always admired this building. I, I saw that it's empty. And, well, we just came to ask for free office space. Ha! He laughs. He's like, look at the nerves on this guy coming in asking for free office space. All right. Yeah, it, it's, there's lots of space. What do you do? Or we're a marketing firm. Oh, we need marketing. Well, how about we do a trade-out? We'll provide you with this much marketing and design each month, and we get free office space. Deal. Are we willing to be a fool for God? Are we willing to step out in faith? Are we willing to be irresponsible because we've heard the Lord and we believe we've heard the Lord? Are we willing to whatever? Are we willing to sacrifice? Are we willing to deny self? I can already tell this is going to be one of those messages you're going to listen to again and again. Like you're going to go to our website and I want to hear that message where Mark just really gave it to us. God is all-knowing. His directions are always right. Do we trust him? Do we, do we trust him and do we love him? Because if we trust him and we love him, then obedience is a whole lot easier. Do we trust him that he cares more about our family and our provision and our resources and our mortgage and all that? Uh, maybe it's been a while since I've told the story, and maybe many of you guys have heard the story again and again. But the year that we planted Impact Rock Church, 2010, we were letting go of the marketing firm and started another business with a couple other business partners, and it was tight, things were rough, and each month we could pay the light bill, we could pay the water bill, we could have food on the table, but we couldn't pay our mortgage. We were just a little shy, and they wouldn't take partial payment, as maybe some of you know. They, they required full payment, so we'd be four or $500 short, and so we would take that amount we had minus the four or $500, and we'd set it aside, say, well, at some point we'll catch up. And month after month after month after month, we didn't make our mortgage payment, but we, had, we were stockpiling some money. We were just shy, handful of hundred, few hundred each, month and then we're planning to launch impact rock church out of our home in westminster colorado and i come home from work one day and there's something posted on my front door and it's a foreclosure notice you haven't paid your mortgage so you're we're foreclosing and me being you know just man of faith and we're planting a church i'm like Lord, I know this isn't your will. This is not your will that we would get foreclosed upon. So I rebuked this notice or whatever. You know, I prayed and, and said, Lord, um, Lord I, you wouldn't be glorified if we, if we lost this house when we're planting. So, Lord, I know you're going to come through. And that's the way we kind of prayed. That's the way that Kara prayed because she heard me praying that way. And then one day I'm praying that way by myself and the Lord stops me. He goes, really? Really? If you lost this this house, I couldn't turn that for your good and my glory. If you lost the house, I wouldn't be glorified in that. I couldn't find a way to turn that for my glory. That's bigger than me, huh? It it was just like that, I promise you. And I fell to my knees and I started crying. And I said, Lord, I don't want to, I'm afraid. 
Lord, I don't want to lose this house. I'm going to be judged. I'm going to look like a poor provider. I'm going to look like I missed you in everything. If I lose this house, Lord, people are going to say, well, did God really call them to start the church? And, and Lord, I'm so afraid. And I, I don't want to lose this house and I don't know what to do. And he said, trust me. Trust me. And I'm going to jump to the end. Our, our new business started picking up and we got a paycheck the day before that the house was to go into foreclosure. And I took the money that we'd been set, setting aside that the mortgage company wouldn't accept because they wanted full payment. And I took it and I walked into the Jefferson County because that's where Westminster is. And the Jefferson County trustee's office with a check. I want to say it was like $17,000. said, here you go. I'm redeeming our house out of foreclosure. She's like, what? This never happens. I've been working here for this many years. I've never seen this. I'm like, it's God. It is God. And so God's, that's amazing. But I, I just, I got to be honest with you. I kind of wish, I'm just being honest. I know it's weird and I know sometimes I'm weird. I kind of wish that we would have gotten foreclosed on so I could have seen how my awesome God would have turned that for my good, for the Harper's good, for Impact Rock Church's good, and, and for his glory. Because he would have. He would have. He chose the other route, which is pretty fantastic too. Are we willing to be foolish? Are we willing to look foolish? Are we willing to defy logic, to divide? To defy whatever. Number three, God is all-powerful. He can enable me to do his will. God is all-powerful, and he can enable me to do his will. And this is the beauty of relationship. Lord, help me to do your will. I'm not strong enough. He's like... Of course, come here, come here, come here, come here. Lord, help me. Because I can't do it on my own. Okay? I'll help you. God is all-powerful, and he can enable me to do his will. But once again, that's where this love part comes in. Do we love him enough to be vulnerable with him and to say, Lord, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm hurting. Lord, I've blown it again. Lord, I was doing so good, but I blew it again. At what point, Lord, is this the point where, where maybe I've reached the end of your grace? And he's like, no, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. No. I've got nothing but grace for you. I've got nothing but love for you. With religion, we don't have that. Because with religion, we still have to put on the good, happy face and the good, responsible face and the good, pious demeanor. And you've got to do something like this. Because that's something, I don't know. But with relationship, we, we can be honest and raw and say, Lord, I, I, I keep asking you and I haven't heard from you. What's going on? And he's like, I get it. I understand that. That can be frustrating, but will you trust me? My answer right now is not yet. Will you trust me until my answer is yes or no? But just stay with me. Stay by me. 
Hebrews 12, 5, and 6 says this. Have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved or corrected by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves, and he chastises every son whom he receives. ask God a question, the answer can be yes, it can be no, it can be not yet. Do we trust his correction? Do we trust his reproving? Do we trust his hard right turn direction? Do we trust his, what always seems to be like bad timing on his part? Do we come to him with options? Lord, I'm going to give you, I'm going to help you out. Here's A, B, and C. Any of these work for me. Any of these work for me. You choose. Lord, you're you're God. You're God Almighty. You're sovereign God. You choose. Obviously, I'm being facetious, but don't we do that sometimes? We're like, Lord, you got to fit within the box of my request. And the Lord's like, I have heard your prayer, but I've got... I've got something else that's going to amaze everyone around you. So I, I hear your prayer. I'm going to do something. You've got to trust me with this. Right? All God's commands are expressions of his nature of love. And here's the thing. He can't help but be, be himself. He's always going to be love. We just don't ask for the Hollywood Hallmark TV version of love if that's what you're listening you got to trust him and you got to draw close to him Lord I trust that, that you're answering your response and that your nature is love but Lord here's how I see love and he's like then, then I want you to see it in a different way I want you to see it my way it's pure and awesome you'll love it but trust me and obey me again Number one, God is love. His will is always best. Two, God is all-knowing. His directions are always right. Three, God is all-powerful. He can enable, empower me to do his will. And I'm talking to the Holy Spirit about that all the time. Holy Spirit, empower me. Empower me to do the will of God, which is what Jesus said he would do. The last verse, I'm going to read 1 John 5.3. We're going to have to skip down a few. 1 John 5.3 says this, Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. God's commands are designed to guide you to life's very best. You will not obey him if you don't love and trust him. You cannot believe him if you don't love him, and you cannot love him unless you know him. But if you really come to Jesus as he reveals himself to you, you will love him. So let yourself go there. Let your machismo down. Let your guard down. Let your your hurt and your disappointment down, and let yourself love him. If you love him, you will believe and trust him. And if you believe and trust him, you will 
obey him. And if you love and trust and obey him, it's going to be so much easier to hear from him. You'll hear from him. You'll know his heart. You'll know his will. You'll read a scripture and it will be almost as if the Holy Spirit highlighted it with the most phenomenal highlighter ever. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you'll know he just spoke to you. You'll be in the midst of a situation where you're just wrecked. And then peace will flood your soul. And a word will come forth from the center of who you are. And you'll know, my God just spoke to me. He just gave me this direction. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Because I know and I, I love and I trust you, so I'll obey you. If we love him, we'll obey him. Friends, let's love him. Let's obey him. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we, we just need you right now to bring truth into our hearts. The truth of just how mighty you are. That you empower us to walk in obedience to you. And it's not this sense of obligation or religion. It's because we are forging the most amazing, loving relationship. And it's your love that gives us strength, oh God. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your love is way better than any of us with good dads have ever experienced. Your love is pure and perfect and present and way better. And Heavenly Father, we thank you that your love is not like the the flawed love that we have experienced by bad earthly fathers. Father, we thank you that there's none like you and your love is awesome. You're patient and you're gracious. You never run out. You never run out. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you perfectly represented the love of the Father. And you obeyed every command. And so, Lord, we just, we want so desperately to be like you. And we know we're, we're not going to get all of them right. There's times we're going to falter. But we're going to get back up and we're going to stay in the race. And Lord Jesus, we, we're going to look to you. And again, Holy Spirit, we need you so bad because you're the one who empowers us to walk in obedience, not in our own love, but in the perfect love of God. Can we keep our eyes closed for a second? If there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, that's never given their life to him, do you want to do so right now? You want to declare right now, Lord Jesus, I trust you. I give my life to you. I give you the will, the reins. I give you it all. I give you my checkbook and my future and my past, and I give it all to you. Because I know you're the only one who saves. If there's anyone here with with all eyes closed, if, if that's you and you want to give your life to Christ, Would you just lock eyes with me, raise your hands, make it obvious. My eyes are open. I'm looking around the room. I want to know. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let us leave this place with strength and inspiration, fired up for you, knowing that uh, you are great and that you empower us to walk this walk and that you love us and that we get to have a relationship with you and know you and hear from you. 
You are faithful, Lord, so faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Um, We have water baptism service in two weeks. So here's what I'd love for next week. Um, I'm preaching again, staying in this series. But we've been on this series now for, for a bit. And I think some testimonies would be really encouraging. Some ways that you have grown or been strengthened and that, that you have heard from the Lord in the midst of these many different ways that we've talked about over the weeks. And if you would like to, to share just a, a quick testimony, just a couple minutes or a few minutes, keep it ambiguous like that, um, then I think it would be great. And we'll do that at the start of the service. So text me, email me, um, let me know. Contact at Impact Rock. You can email. And then you probably should text me to tell me you emailed me because I only check email like twice a week or something. But that's why you do contact because then Andy will get it too and Kara and Kim. Um, I love you guys. I'll leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have a great day. Enjoy this weather. Rest. And we'll see you next week.